From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. And from the Hill Country, the forecast is... Hot. <laughs> Actually, we had a little cooler, cool wave. It was not only 99 yesterday. So that was fun. Usually, uh, it's been about 105 every day. I wonder if it was something that we said or something that we did. I don't know. Uh, Good morning. If you'd like to join the show, our phone lines are open. It is uh, 888-663-6386. Email oneradionetwork.com. We're live here on the 28th of July, 2023. My name is Patrick Tempone. And on Fridays for the last, I don't know, month or so or two, I don't you know, I don't do time, is a great lady who we uh, met and uh, really liked her, and she's done a lot of coaching and stuff, and I thought if I hung around with her that I could get less crazy, and she agreed to come on the show on Friday. Hannah Walheiser in the great state of um, Pennsylvania in Amish country up there. What, what's the county again? Lancaster. Lancaster, yeah, I should know that. That's where all the Amish folks are, right? How are you doing, Miss Hannah? How are things? Uh, <laughs> you too, huh? Okay, I get it. They're going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to, to be here. They're going. It, it go, how, yeah. Now when people say, how's it going? I says, it goes. <laughs> it goes. Yeah, I know a lot of folks that are just... Uh, working through all kinds of little fun stuff. Lots of people. Yes. Do you think it's something, yeah. you know, what do you, you, got a big, well, we'll talk about it because I think there's something going on. But one thing that I've been um, having fun with in the last couple of days is very powerful that I wanted to share with you all is um, there's a term called contemplation that we like to bring up from time to time, because I think it's really powerful. And it's really very simple, but it's not something that we all do. I know that unless I really focus on it, unless I really put attention to it, I'm gonna and just really think about this, I don't do it. It's uh, spend uh, my time um, in, the, in the moment, but all these little variables keep coming up. Like the mind is saying, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? No, what, what about this? And, and in, that, in that model, I don't know about you, but I am uneasy. And, you know, it's okay. There's no problem. But it's just like, so, so I want to share this with you. And I, I just think it's so valuable the more we can do it. And it's, it's, it's so I went for a walk yesterday with Doodle, and I just got as honest as I could, possibly with myself, and talked about all this stuff that you know I'm going through. You know, with the website and the money, and you know the the fundraising thing, and you know all that stuff. You know, just life, life stuff. But it was really powerful to get um, very clear on it, and also powerful to bring up into my conscious awareness of 
my role in this, right? My role and how I created it. And it, it, I don't know why, for me, it's been difficult to do that. Maybe it is for you, and we'll ask you, 888-663-6386, and get Hannah's view for her in a moment. Um, how difficult it is sometimes to just really get honest, and I kind of look at it as talking with God, talking with me, you know, talking with my spiritual master all together, and just sitting there and say, well, you know, I, I did this, and then, then I did this, oh, I should have done that, but oh, well, oh but, but now I'm here, and then what am I going to do? And, and I spent probably half an hour doing that, and it was so powerful. The change within my whole being was so, and I think one of the keys to this is knowing and experiencing that when we create a situation, whatever it is, with a relationship or with money or health or whatever it is, and we're all creating new and different fun ones to deal with, the important thing with doing it is to take responsibility and learn the lessons so we can change. One of Hannah's favorite words, change. Because unless we, unless I can just speak for me, unless I really get clear on how I created the situation, um, I don't change. You know what I mean? I just, I don't change because I'm not really honest with myself how I created it. Even though you kind of think you are, but this is what's interesting with the idea of contemplation, is bringing it to the surface and our conscious awareness is different from just saying, oh yeah, I create my reality, so I created it, it's great, I'm fine. That's not, that doesn't get it. That's my experience, that doesn't get it, that we have to bring it up into our conscious awareness. And this plays right into, you know, this thing like um, German New Medicine, right? That's the whole work is about, that you bring out the trauma, and once you bring it above to our consciousness, and then it just kind of goes away because you bring it up and what are you going to do with it? It happened in the past and you can say, well, I can let that go because it's in the past and that's just a thought, so, okay. Same way with the work with Dr. Richard Massey and the recall healing. Same principle. I guess, I guess from a certain extent, the same principle is people going to therapy and you go to a therapy and you talk about stuff and or even doing sessions, you know, with, with people and bringing out, um, bringing out stuff to the surface, and somebody who does good uh, work like Hannah does, and and I've done my share, is we just mostly ask questions, and then people, it comes out, you know, what's what's going on for them, you know, just keep asking questions, and they'll come out. Before you know it, they're saying, yeah, you know that, yeah, I, yeah, okay, I get where I did that one, you know, and but that's okay, and. So often, so often, when I've talked to people in these kind of situations, uh, people will come back and they say, 
well, I remember when I talked to you and you told me this and this and this and this, and it really helped me. And I think back to it, and I didn't say those things. I didn't say those things. They said them things, those things to themselves. They, they said it to themselves, and they thought I was the one that told them. But they came up with, and Hannah's shaking her head, right? They came up oh, with the idea. Um, but I think the key here is to understand that these problems, these challenges that we have, are simply to show us how we created them, how we can change. We come to a new awareness. We don't have to do them anywhere anymore. And not about judgment, or not about sin, or not about guilt, not about shame, not about, oh, you're bad, none of that which is just opposite of so many different, and this is where the whole sin thing for me just really gets out of control. It's just spirit is trying to help us to change. Because that's what we want to do, and that's what it wants us to do, so why don't we just do it, and all we have to do is understand why we want to, and then we can do it real easily. So, You know, in a sense, I think this is where from different religions came from where they have you confess your sins to somebody. You know, this is where this idea came from. But I think they kind of fell off the path a bit when they started getting to the idea of, um, oh, that's bad. And then you have to pay for your sins, right? Uh, in, In the Catholic Church that I grew up in, you had to say certain so many Hail Marys and, and and our fathers and do this and do that to pay, you know, for your sins. Which was just Hi Hannah. Hey. <laughs> what you thinking, baby? I'm thinking that I wish I didn't have to get off the show in 45 minutes because uh, I feel like I could talk about this all day with you. Um, I, I did want to ask you why you think maybe some people don't or can't um, contemplate and and maybe get there. If you had any thoughts on that, on what might prevent people I, or keep I them do. from from doing that, just from your perspective. Yeah, and I I, I see it with me a lot. I see it with um, this this uh, subconscious stream of consciousness we talked about, right? That is going on all the time. It gets happening so fast, and so it's like part of our being, Anna. But we don't understand that it's going on. But we just feel terrible, you know. I'm just not feeling good, or I'm I'm concerned, or I'm worried, or you know, what's up? I don't know what's going on, and it's very hard for me. And I really get this stuff, and if it's hard for me, I know it's hard for everybody to just go, all right, wait a minute. What's going on right now? What am I worried about? How did I create it? How can I think about this on a quiet perspective like this with you and God or however you want to do it? It's very hard. 
because this whole thing is kind of moving. You know, it's kind of engulfed us where we're just feeling yucky, right? Or feeling out of sorts, or feeling, you know, you ask people how they're doing, they all say, oh, I'm fine, you know? <laughs> but every most people right. got this, this conscious uncomfortableness or fear, or whatever it is, going on, right? And unless we really figure out some connection with God, some connection with whatever you want to talk about ourselves, and stop and say, okay, like I did on my walk, okay, what's going on here? Patrick, what, what's going on? How are you doing? What are you thinking? And that's why I got to talk to myself. It's almost like I have to love myself to such an extent that it's almost crazy love, you know? Like like you would talk to a child. Hmm. Like you would talk to a child. I'm just, well, what's going on here? Really? What's going on? And for me from a from a physical perspective, if I eat the wrong foods, for me, it makes it more difficult to get to that spot, which ties in the whole stuff we talk about with our health, right? Because if we're feeling like, right, physically, it's hard to get to that spot because we're just focused on whatever, the stomach or a headache or, or whatever. Does that make sense? We're just focused on mm-hmm. that. Very hard to stop and say, whoa, wait a minute. Um, and then for me now to... Um, if I do uh, coffee, that there's this energy that's kind of moving me, and I'm still here, and this energy is kind of moving above me, this caffeine, and uh, it's it's not good for me. Just not good. And I really like it because it's a drug. So you know, I like you know, I like drugs. So. Um, <laughs> And I say, I grew up on drugs <laughs> when I was seventeen. You know, whatever. But for me, it doesn't work. I know a lot of people; they do fine with coffee, but just in my state right now, I can feel it, and it's hard to. Okay, because it's you know, caffeine is it's strong. You know? what a bummer, huh? Jeez. <laughs> What a bummer. That's one. What I try to do is spend at least 15, 20 minutes every day sitting down, and that's what on the path I'm on, they want us to do that. They encourage us to do our spiritual exercises for this very reason. So for 20 minutes at least, we sit there. And we get in touch with, you know, who we are and what our relationship with God is and say, okay, yeah, okay, I'm good right now. And then you go out into the world and, of course, 12 hours later, you're bonkers again. But at least you can, <laughs> at least you can stop and do it again, right? You say, okay, I'm going to sit down here. Thank you for saying that out loud because that is the gospel truth for sure. <laughs> twelve hours you get bonkers again? Yeah. Sometimes less, sometimes twelve minutes. Sometimes twelve minutes. And say, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm back here. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Yeah. 
And and I think that we I think that we create these situations, whether it be car falling apart, create um, um, financial stuff like I've created, right? Whatever it is, health. I think we create them so we can then realize that we created them, and then we can say, okay, what do I need to change so it doesn't don't happen again? And then we can do that, and then we're brought into a new awareness, a new state of consciousness. Doesn't mean we're not going to do it again, but at least we're, you know, at least we're aware of um, the stuff that we brought along, you know, to do, keep doing the same thing. I guess that's why it even works when we when we talk with just close friends about stuff, right? And we're able to just, without a lot of shielding, we always shield something. We don't ever say it all, right? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> At least by ourselves with God, we can say everything. Get squeaky clean. I I, ha- I do have one friend where I can say do you? everything that I would say to God. Oh, and good. I did get to see her yesterday, so that was really, really good. Um, and we do need people in our life like that that will hold a space in a non-judgmental, fully accepting, unconditional yeah. way uh, so that we can, because I think we need to. The release is important. The acknowledgement is important. They're bringing it to the surface, right? And you feel better when you do it, don't you? When you say it. You just feel yes. better. You just feel better. Sometimes now, um, as I lay down to go into Gaga land, I just go through everything that has been coming up very quietly and talking to God about, okay, this, and here's how I'm dealing with it. So I'm doing the best I can with that right now, like the money thing. You know, we've asked for help with this fundraising. Um, I'm doing it, and people are responding, and so grateful. So for now, that's okay. So. Let's just set that one over here. What's next? <laughs> and then you do the other one, you know, or whatever, how many you got. And then you can then say, okay, let's go to sleep now and do some traveling out there in the, you know, in the in the inner planes. And I'd say to my teacher, take me wherever I need to go next. And it's really been helpful to do that. You know, I'm so grateful. Sleeping is such a good thing. Whew, man. You told me before you you do well, right? You sleep well. I love sleep. What's that? <laughs> I love I love good sleep so very much. <laughs> I know. Isn't it isn't it amazing how you wake up in a whole whole other world? Just a whole different state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a little trick about remembering dreams to um, have you had, have you had cases where you you wake up and you really had a good were having good dreams good stuff, but then you lost it immediately when you just thought about oh it's Friday you just one thought about where you are you know oh what am I going to do today mm-hmm. and then it's gone right then it's gone right right everybody has that a lot and they say well I don't remember my dreams so th- th- a couple tricks that I've keep learning and keep practicing. One is 
to tell yourself before you go to bed, okay, when I come back, I'm just going to stay where I am so I can just get one tidbit of it. And then if you get one tidbit, you can you can get the whole thing. You know what I mean? Oh, I was in a bowling alley with George. Oh, yeah, okay. And then you can scribble it down. You know, bowling alley with George. We were drinking beer, blah, 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 whatever. Some fun. <clears throat> and the other way is really interesting. And if you understand the, the, you know, I'm such a geek with this stuff, so, you know, if I, get, if I geek you out, don't worry about it. If I get too nerdy on you, just tell me. Too nerdy, Patrick. Um, everything that we're experiencing is a state of consciousness, which means it's just, we're in it, it's a state that's right there, right? And it's different from any other state that there is. You're just right there in a state of consciousness. So when we come back in the body and we go, oh, it's Friday, okay, I'll do the show today, whatever. I, you know, you just check in how you feel or whatever. As soon as you do that, you're in a different state of consciousness, a totally different state. And because of that, you can't remember the other state until you go back in that state. Is this too nerdy? Do you understand? No, oh, it's good. You get it? Keep going. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so, 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 that's the first time anybody said that to me. So, um, so instead of trying to go back to the state, you go back to a neutral state, just with God going, no thoughts, not trying to remember. And every time you, every time you try to go back to that state, it goes, yeah, you can't go back because you're trying to force it. So you stay into a neutral state and with the grace of God, the state that you want to remember, if you can use that term, kind of manifest into where you are because you're in a neutral state. You have this space open to go, oh yeah. That space is open so what you want comes in rather than trying to force your way into where you were. Is that too geeky? So that's a little technique I use, and you know it oftentimes work works. It's like um, oh, it'd be like it'd be like saying to God, "Okay, God, I really want to figure this out. Could you show me this?" And you're just driving or whatever. And if you can stay in that neutral state of nothingness, just waiting for the download it oftentimes will just come up. And you don't know where it comes from, but it's. But if we ask God for guidance or whoever, and we start to think about what we want or the guidance, then we're not into a state where we can receive it. Because we've left the building, right? We're in the building and we say, okay, God, I, show me, can you tell me how this works? And, and then you just stay there in that state of consciousness, just expecting, right, expectant. It oftentimes will come in. But if we just move along and start thinking about something else, then we're not even in a position to, to, to hear it. Because we're already gone somewhere else. We're into another state.
If you'd like to be on the show, you can call 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Something very powerful about, about just being real clear and concise in a non-judgmental way, just like Hannah, you said about your friend, with ourselves, very powerful, where it just brings out something that we wanted to say to ourselves. And you think, well, why do we need to say it to ourselves? Because we already know it. So I don't understand the dynamics of why it works, but it does, you know, to bring it out, to bring it out into the open. Well, I also think that you're a great resource person to talk to. So if anybody is listening, I would suggest that they do book a coaching session with you because we've had many conversations that have elicited things within my own self. Um, It's been very beneficial to me. I think sometimes those practices that we have with friends or mentors or just valuable people in our life um, allow us to just get real with ourselves for a minute. Cause mm-hmm. I think the world and the lifestyle that we live in this dynamic of this realm is very much designed to pull us away from ourselves. So we might, we might start out very grounded. Like you're talking about, like we're good. And 12 hours later, <laughs> we're bonkers. <laughs> I do think we can start out really grounded and it's just a natural um, progression that everything is pulling us in thousand directions as we walk out the door. Yeah. Um, and and I think one of our responsibilities to ourself uh, when we're talking about spiritual wellness and self-love um, is to, I think Rumi said it, to make regular visits to yourself. Oh, did oh, Rumi uh, say return, that? Good for return him. to self, spend time with self, oh. um, and, and be quiet. <laughs> um, and just be and I don't, I, I know for me, when I'm getting to that point, when a lot of things are, you know, coming up um, and I'm becoming disheveled inside and out or having inner tantrums, <laughs> uh, it's because I didn't, I wasn't spending that time. I wasn't prioritizing myself. I wasn't spending time in contemplation, talking to God. Um, I think for myself, there's a little bit of uh, a duality with, the idea of our responsibility and the work we do within that and also just surrender and release and grace. And so for me, when someone tells me like, okay, your spiritual spiritual practice is to do this, this, and this, I'm like, I'll do all the work. Like, give me the work. I'll do the work. Um, and the part of me that I found I need to develop a little bit more is the, is the grace, the self-compassion, um, the, the just, releasing it all and trusting that there's also maybe a natural process that I don't have to actually work at that's still working as I'm showing up. I don't know if that, that could be really geeky. (laughs) No, it's great. Um, I think there's some things that we don't constantly have to work on and there's things working for us if we just can be, if that makes sense. No, I, Um, 
but I think we step out of, I call them healing circles. Like when I'm going through, um, when a bunch of stuff is coming up that maybe was even past stuff that I thought I, I've already danced that dance. So I think we step in and out of healing circles throughout our life. I've, I've, I felt that way in my own life. I think a lot of people do, um, they can be uncomfortable and they can be amazing. And I think as you're speaking to hopefully, and ideally, um, as we step in and out of those throughout our lifetime, um, we meet them with less resistance. We meet them with opportunity. Uh, there are time for us to, to more fully embrace who we are, uh, instead of, you know, fighting, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Fighting, fighting. The whole idea of fighting is so weird, isn't it? How, if we can just stop fighting with anybody, anything, or any any concept and just look at it for what it is, that's a big step, isn't it? I mean, um, whew, man. And, uh, of course, the culture doesn't support us in that. So you got to be, man, you got to be careful what culture you hang out in. <laughs> Getting to the point, the only culture I want to hang out in is mine. You know, <laughs> I don't... But I want to go in the woods and just be. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you'd figure out some way to, you know, get tangled up in something anywhere, no matter where you are, right? Yeah, it's, it's dicey out there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if you'd like to join us, our phone lines are here, 888-663-6386. Email Patrick oneradionetwork.com. I just want to express I'm so grateful to all of you who have uh, sent us money, dollars, such as they are in the last, um, what has it been, a week? I guess we, I guess Hannah and I talked about it last Friday. It's the first time to do a little fundraiser thing. And I've really learned a lot through this and how you know, I created this entire thing and what I need to do to change so I, so I don't um, do it again. Uh, one of the biggest things I really saw, and I don't know how you miss these things, where I was so, I became aware of the whole loss of um, whatever, you know, income with our products and um, possibility that our website was being attacked and just the whole downside thing and instead of just looking at it clearly like we're talking about it and contemplating and say okay what's going on what can we do to change and what do we need to do do different ads whatever I didn't do it and I just kind of um, I didn't do it I just kind of kind of um, mistakenly kind of gave it to God it'll be alright it's going to turn around that kind of thing that um, uh, imaginary thing that God is going to save us. Um, And it it doesn't work like that. It only works when we um, give give everything that we've got and then Divine Spirit gives the rest. One of my my teachers says when we give 110%, uh, then Spirit kicks in the rest. 110%. And I didn't do that. I just went off into... Peace, love, and happy beads. It's going to be fine. You know, it's going to be all right. And and I didn't really dig in 
like we're talking about, and see. So, and that's how he created this, this situation. Very clear how he did it. So, I apologize for that. And then, and then because of that, the only real family I have is you all, so I've asked you to uh, send in some money and see if you can help save the ship so we don't sink and can keep going and do something that we're, we're figuring out thing, uh, ways to do it. So I really appreciate all the, the donations we've got. just done so well in the last week. It's amazing. And it takes a lot of heat off when you know you can have food and pay the rent, you know, and everything. And, uh, and uh, the internet and phones. And we have two people that are part-time that we pay. Um, so I'm really, really grateful. From the from the pure um, practical side of it, I just wanted to maybe just help you explain a little bit of what's going on. Almost mo- most people now watch our shows, listen to our shows. Not not totally. We get quite a few audios as well, but on video, and um, there's just no way to monetize the video. You know, there is a way, um, and we have to trying to look at that and see how to do it to make money. Um, so now people from around the world are watching our material, watching our interviews, listening to our shows like here on Fridays with Hannah, and they really like it and, and they, they, they comment and they really learn from it and understand it, but there's no, no way to monetize that. The only way that we can earn money from doing that is if they come to our website, buy a product, and we get a commission, and most of them are not going to do that. They just don't do it. So we put links up, but it doesn't work. So we're looking at ways where we can put all of the videos on our website, and which takes a little doing, and then maybe going into a Patreon thing for 10 or 15 bucks a month and, and just and do it that way. Because the... The model that we're doing now is just selling products. It's just not working anymore. And it worked for 15 years. And the products are great, but for whatever reason, it's just um, it's just not working anymore. Isn't it funny how that happens? It just God will just say, okay, well, this is not going to work, so do something else. Amazing. I guess there's Life a Life is a series of adjustments, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Just like go to a chiropractor, a little adjustment. <laughs> I was just at my chiropractor actually a week ago. Yeah, yeah I went uh, this past Saturday. I haven't seen him in such a long time. Uh, he's quite a character, but it was amazing. Like it was really great. Do you go on a regular basis? I don't. I don't. Um, I used to. I do have one fellow that I like, and he's in Austin, and but I haven't been for a while. I haven't been for a while. I've slowed down my travels a bit. Do you know? When your vehicle only gets 12 miles to the gallon, that it can get expensive. <laughs> I mean, it's 12 miles to the gallon my truck gets. It's like, now I'm grateful wow. to have it. I'm wow. not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm just sharing. You know, I mean, it's, it's yeah. you know, it's, it's it, you know, it's a lot. 12 miles. Yeah, that's wow. a, that, it's not a lot, actually. I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, it's expensive. It's like, okay, you drive yeah. into Austin, I guess, is what, 40 miles or something? 
So how many gallons? Oh, wow. How many gallons is that? I don't know. You know, it costs you twenty twenty five dollars to drive into Austin. You know. Wow. Yeah. So I'm 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 going to shop for more things online. The farmers market is only ten minutes away, so I don't need to go to Austin. You know. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So we're cutting down on our travel time. <laughs> how far? What's the nearest big? To, the nearest big city, like big city to you? I guess Philadelphia is like the biggest one. How, how far Baltimore, is Baltimore, Philadelphia, both about an hour and a half away from where I am. That's the closest major city? Yes. Wow. Hmm. Man, you're out in the sticks, girl. Yeah, well, I can't count like Harrisburg and Lancaster City as big cities. So <laughs> oh, I'm just I being see. honest. But you're close to Harrisburg, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Harrisburg. Is that where they had the, the nuclear thing, Harrisburg? There is a power plant in uh, Middletown, which is not far from Harrisburg. Was that Three Mile Island? Where was that? Yes. That's it, yeah. Were you around when that happened? Um, I actually don't know if I was living. I'd have to look up the year if that... If that's when I was in Florida or if that's when I was up I here. I'm not exactly sure when, or if I was no. like when that was. I'd have to look it up. No. Um, Oh, this is from Grace. What, that's a nice name. That's in one of my characters in one of my screenplays. I always love that name, Grace. Grace. Yeah, I have a niece named Grace. Grace. That's really pretty. It's a, it's a pretty name. I enjoy it when Hannah's with you on Fridays. Have you two seen uh, Barbie and Ken and and the, the nuclear one? Thanks for the show. Have you been out to see Barbie? No, I haven't seen any movies. I can't even tell you the last time I was I saw a movie. Did you go and see them this past weekend? No, I, I, I've you know I've read some really silly you know not good reviews. I shouldn't repeat it because it's just gossip. I haven't seen the movie, but evidently there's a lot of um, feminist woke complaining about we're going to live in a patriotic society. You know the men rule the world and. There's a lot of that in there, and and so many reviews I read, they didn't they didn't kind of care for that kind of stuff, you know. Okay, so it's more they felt like it was sexist in some way the way they were presenting. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. This this lady Greta Gerwig, she's uh, she wrote the movie and produced it, and also Margot Robbie. They're pretty lefty um, folks, uh, Hollywood, and they really they do and. It's, not a criticism, but they believe that we are in a patriarchal society. It is ruled by rich white guys. Probably is. Uh, <laughs> probably is. Last time I checked. And, I was going to uh, say that probably could be true. No, no, it, it certainly is. The only thing that I kind of disagree with them philosophically on it is that I believe, you know, I may be wrong, uh, but no matter what sex or what race you are, that if you really want to do something and you put your mind to it and you, you learn it and you do it, I think you can do it. I don't think there's a lot of people 
force in you that saying you can't do it. They might say you can't, but wouldn't it be your responsibility to believe them or not? And you just mm-hmm. press on. But I don't think there's a lot of places. I don't know. Some people say there is in Hollywood. Um, I don't think there is. I, um, I mean, she's proved it herself. She's a woman, and she, you know, she sold a screenplay for a million dollars or whatever. And so, she just proved the opposite thing. What she's preaching that if you're a woman, you know, you have the rich white guys holding you down. They didn't hold her down. I, so I think if you produce something that people want, whether you're white, black, yellow woman, man, half and half, I don't care. People are going to, you know, people will buy it. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, as a woman myself. <laughs> I can tell that. You are. <laughs> and I am, not a, I am not a feminist or an anti-man. Um, I'm really I not. Um, I'm human beings and relationships and people. Um, but are there some things that I think have impacted females from society, whether it's been projected and it's a real reality or just one that we've, you know, has kind of been put upon us? Yes, I do think that that has been my experience as a female. Um, but I'm not I don't look at it in a way where I because of that, you know, have some sort of feeling towards all men in the universe uh, about it. Um, and I don't. I don't wake up and think about that, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I have an awareness of, not that I've been held back from doing things, because I don't think about life like that. Um, but I think there have been, I think women are viewed differently than men, oftentimes. That's because you are different. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you are different. Thank <laughs> God. Hey, Patrick, thanks for saying that. Uh, Thank God. I guess I would... <laughs> Thank, Thank you, for, God. <laughs> Thank you Thank for addressing you. the elephant Thank in you. the room. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I guess what, I, what I'm trying to get at is I think that women have been more um, sexualized. Uh, oh. Their value has been tied to sexuality sure. versus necessarily their capability or intelligence. And so that's been my experience as a female. So maybe that's getting into something else, not exactly what, what they're addressing there. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, no doubt about it. Yeah. But I'm kind of a free market kind of guy. And for me, if somebody doesn't want to hire me or whatever, hang out with me because of I'm a guy or a girl or whatever, I don't want to hang out with them anyway. I wouldn't want to work for them anyway. Just go on. Just go somewhere else. Because I think that's just God's way of telling you, you don't want to work for this dude anyway. I mean, why would you want to work for him? You know. I, I think that, that that free market idea, I'm a libertarian at heart, is is that what that's what balances out the marketplace. And is there somebody that's really weird and treats women terrible or don't pay them enough money? Well then go somewhere else. Go find some place that will pay you what you're worth. And that's who you want to work for, right? You don't want to work for some some schnook that doesn't want to pay you because you're a girl. Why would you want to work there? So that's the part I don't get. I I, I think that some some of these gals they get off uh, base by by just sticking to that and it's kinda like you were talking about just hanging out in these feelings and, and not just knowing that you're not those feelings and just let it go. Because what are you gonna do? Why why get all feisty about it and spend your life hating men? I mean, that's stupid. 
Uh, ooh, that doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you the job you want, for sure, which is the most important thing, isn't it? Working for somebody that you want to work for. But then, you know, then folks want the government to come in and, and even things out, you know. Affirmative action, we need more black students, or we need more women directors, or we need more black directors. That whole, I think that's all nonsense, you know. If you write a good screenplay and people really want it, they'll buy it. They don't care if you're a girl or a guy. Come on, they just don't. I mean, I've seen it over and over and over again. They don't look at it and say, mm. well, who wrote this? Is it a girl? We don't want it. No. If it's good, they'll buy it. I, I would definitely like to think that, but I am sure that at some point in time, that was true. I mean, it was like back in the day, it was hard if you're a woman author oh, yeah. to get your work published. You had to publish under a man's name. Like there have been obviously inequalities with, with race and gender at, at some point that people have really lived through. But I would like to think that we're moving past that and we're just looking at the talent of the human being um, for sure. But I'm an idealist. So I think there are some people, but... Um, um people controlling the film thing i've been i really keep in touch with it you know because of my interest uh, um they they're going worse they're they're actually mm. passing laws check this out the screen actress guild that if certain films don't tick off a bunch of the boxes of um i don't know um what do they call it inclusion you know mm. you know with fails females gays and straights and black and white. If you don't check off a lot of those boxes for your film, you can't even win an award. They're going the mm-hmm. work. They're going more towards this. They, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get that. I kind of get it, but I just don't resonate with it. I don't want any part of it. You know, it just seems weird to me. You know? Yeah, that's, that's a little wild. You know, but it's just so much, you know, it's the same way that happened with affirmative action, which the Supreme Court just struck down. And to say that we really should have so many black students or Chinese students or, or Greek students to balance things out, um, I think it's just wrong. I, I think it's just wrong. I think it just separates people. And um, people do the work you can get in the college. If you, if you have the juice, why would you want to put somebody in there just because they're black? I think it is racist. I think it's very racist to do that. Because that's the epitome of, of using the skin color to make a decision. And that's racism, right? I wasn't aware of that, yeah. um, that that was going on. Oh yeah, Supreme Court struck it down, said it's illegal. Can't do it anymore. And colleges and universities, they've been doing it for years. They well, we have so many blacks, so many whites, so many girls, so many Chinese, so many, because we want to make it all even. I think it comes from this guilt, woke, I don't know what it is. I, I, you know, I wish I knew. Somebody wants to talk to you, Hannah. Good morning, who's this? Sean and Sharon up in Seattle, the Pacific Northwest. Well, you're on the air. How we doing? I just want to give you a gift, Patrick. A gift? Oh, really? You know, you know, you know I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, a new car? Do I have a new car? Just kidding. Go ahead. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, 
Hey. I I said three years ago, Patrick, do you have all of your recordings on a thumb drive that you can, uh, you know, just sell to somebody? And like, nah, nah, that takes a lot of... I don't know how many listeners you oh, got around I, the world. I know where you're I'm going. I'm sure you got more than 50,000. No, I don't do think we have that. You think you got more? No. Okay. So, a numbers guy. You're a numbers guy. 10%. Just if, if 10% of people, like I asked you over three years ago, it's like, hey, I'd pay you 50 bucks. I'd pay you 100 bucks if you had all your recordings up to date on a thumb drive. Really? If you take, if you take 50,000 and just, just let's just say 10% of your listeners <laughs> paid $50. That's, that's a half a million dollars you could raise tomorrow. I like you, Sean. You're hired. Well, <laughs> I'm it, just kidding. you know, I, over, the, over the years, you're, I'm like, when is he going to put all of his recordings? Because, I mean, I, I just shared with, you know, six other ladies, elderly ladies yesterday, and this other elderly guy yesterday, you know, your website showed him. I spent freaking probably two hours and everything showing them, you know, your website and, oh. hey, you know, and, and, and it was like, you know, hopefully someday he gets them all put on the thumb drives just because, you know, just like the archaic guy, you know, he studies books and once it's scraped from the internet, you know, if he doesn't like the internet, but, you know, at least your recordings, once, if they, if they scrape you from the internet and, and take everything down, Everything you've done since 2009 is gone. No, we have everything on but a it, server. It, it, on a server. Uh, well, and, and how are we going to get it and everything? If you spent the time, energy, and money to put them all on a thumb drive and sold them for $50 a piece, I, I, and you got 10% of your listeners, that's a half million dollars tomorrow. Okay. I want So... I wonder. I I, I, I want to I want to put that out there. Okay. In the world well, I'm glad you did. Are you geeky <laughs> enough to know? Could you do 15 years? I don't know how many hours we would have. Could you put that on a thumb drive? I guess you could. Oh yeah, I mean okay. easily. I mean you you could put it on a, a, a yeah. I mean really? technology okay. these days and everything. Uh, so well, um, somehow, some way, you know. In you know, the last thing anybody wants is another Patreon. $10, $15 a month, and I don't do any of those things. It's like, you know, the last thing anybody wants is, you know, you could sell something for a buck ninety nine. Uh, you know, you mm. get, you know, yeah. You know. Okay, well, we'll look into that. Hannah needs to go, and I want to close out with her. But Sounds th- good. Thanks for that idea. Guys, I know you. Hey, you that's a half a million bucks in your pocket. You brought that up. Play, right? You brought that. <laughs> you brought that up. What I think three years ago, which I didn't listen. It to. It was. It was I, three years. All right, Sean. I'm thanks still a lot. For it. Thanks, brother. Thank Take you. care, brother. That's, he's hilarious. <laughs> what do you think? I was, oh, okay. We could do that. Yeah, he has he has good energy. He's like uh, brainstorming with you there. Sean just looks at things and turns it into money. That's awesome. Yeah. Come over to my house. <laughs> Come over here. I got some trees I'd like to convert to money trees. He's got that he's got that magic touch, you know. He really understands awesome. the game, you know, how it works. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, Sean. I last thing somebody needs is a fifteen dollar Patreon thing. I don't know. God. Well, as Hannah Waltz, I will tell you that change, like in changing diapers, is the only way to go, right? I don't even know if we get a choice. That just seems to be 
what life is. Change, change, change. So you're going, you have a little appointment you have to deal, go to? Yes. Yes. I'm doing some self-care. <laughs> self-care. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Well, thanks for coming by. Have a nice day, and I'll keep in touch. And you let me know if you need something, if you need coffee, sugar, ammo, you know. <laughs> I love that list. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me right, this sweet. morning. All right. Love yes. you. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Take care. Hannah Walsheiser, Patrick Timpone, one radio network.com. Also brought to you by Sean and Sharon in Seattle. If you'd like to be on the show, we're just going to hang around here and talk. Lots of different ideas to talk about. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. We had to get a new a new battery, you know, for the truck. The one that gets 12 miles a gallon. Do you believe that? It's been so long since I drove it. I had no idea that's what I got. 12. How do people, I didn't, I guess in 96, gas was only a dollar, I guess, or something like that. People would buy those cars. It's crazy, 12. Anyway, we, we had to get a battery um, when we switched over after the Prius went to heaven. And um, truck battery, the next day, we got the tires, and then the truck battery just went out. It was hilarious. It was just one, one, um, you know, one thing after another. It was just a week of car karma. So when you buy a battery... <clears throat> Uh, you probably know they they charge you twenty five dollars for the core, you know, something like that, and then you get the twenty five dollars back when you bring back the battery. Okay, so bought the battery, um, put it in the back of the truck. Yesterday, I said, "Oh, stop in! I'll get my twenty five bucks, bring that battery back." So, in front of the car place. Car parts place. There are there's one one space open, kind of tight, but I can fit the truck in there. So I I go to move in there, and I'm pulling in, and just as I'm pulling in, about halfway through, a fellow in a, a black SUV kind of thing just opens his car door, right just. And they collide. So I stop immediately. I get out. And he was really kind of. And he said, it's your fault. You know, I was not going to get into a thing with him. I didn't think it was my fault. I was just driving in. He opened the car door. You know. Without looking. And he didn't see me. So it was probably as close as one can come to an accident. 
as you can get, where there's not really one person in 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 the fault. You know what I mean? Because it was just like it was just like one of those things. I'm pulling in. He just opened it up. I don't think you'd ever con- could conclude who was at fault there. Probably as pure as you can get to an accident. So anyway, I talked to him, and I you know I was just real kind. I said I. I don't think it was my fault. I don't think it was your fault. It was just, I'm sorry it happened. And it wasn't terrible. It was some stuff on the edge of his door and it would, a little bit of a bend. I think he could probably repair it for a hundred bucks or something or just do it himself. He was a Hispanic fellow and he had tools in the back. It seemed like he was pretty competent. So we just kind of left it. Actually tapped him on the shoulder said, I'm sorry this happened. I don't know what to do about it. And he finally understood that we weren't going to do anything other than just go to the store. So I went into the place and I was at the counter checking my little battery and she was giving me, going to put $25 on my debit card. And I thought, maybe I could just give the $25 to that guy. Just came in like that. So I, I think I have a check, so I look in my wallet and there was a blank check. I always carry one for emergencies like this. So I go to the next counter and start filling it out and I called him over and uh, he was just checking out because he was going in the store to buy something and I called him over I said, what do you say, what do you think, what do you think about me giving you a check for $25 just to, just so we both feel better about this? And he just lit up and said, that, well, yeah, that'd be great. What's your name? I just wrote a check, 25 bucks. The 25 bucks I just got from the battery. So hey, so we're even. And the only reason I'm telling you this is not to say that I'm just this cool guy who didn't have to do it and did it, but just to tell you how good I felt. Not about me, just about life just about life, you know, just about keeping things in balance a little bit. And I just wanted to give him that 25. Our phone number is 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Since last week, we have been doing a fundraiser because I got myself into a jam <laughs> financially, just pretty much because I I was brain dead. At the time, I didn't know I was not really taking care of business as much as I should have, but I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't change or adapt uh, very quickly. Just kind of got myself into a jam. So we started to do a little fundraising campaign. It's still ongoing. We'll probably do it till the first. Um, so if you'd like to help out a friend, me, with a few bucks, uh, you can go to oneradionetwork.com, click on the fundraising banner, click on that puppy. It'll take you right to a, a GoFunding page. Not the GoFundMe, the most famous one. We didn't want to use them because they... Um, 
they really stuck it to the to the truckers up in Canada. Remember in that truckers thing, people were doing GoFundMe and giving them money, and the GoFundMe thing actually um, withheld a lot of their money. I think they had to go to court. It was crazy. So I didn't want to use them. So we're using a GoFund, GoFunding, and you can do it through PayPal um, or Stripe. If you don't like PayPal, you can do Stripe. And that's that's pretty cool. Or people are also sending me a few checks and just email me and I'll send you my address if you want to do that. And just help us kind of get through whatever this is. And as we're... I don't know what we're going to do. Actually. Yeah, the whole video thing just is a kind of a... You see, the only place we've been able to you can monetize videos there or BitChute and um, what is it, Vimeo? Vimeo and BitChute. You can monetize videos like on a user basis or get a subscription for so much a year. That'd be cool. But the only place that will do that is YouTube and Vimeo and both of them won't take our content because they don't like what we do. Because they don't like what we do. So, there we are. So thanks for your support. Uh, the response has been great, and I'm, I'm so grateful. Somebody wrote me an email and said, why don't you just borrow some money from somebody else rather than asking us? And I said, I did. I have. I borrowed some money from my brother, paying him once a month. God bless him. This was about three months ago. And then we got about three, three or four credit cards, used those, maxed out on those. Can't get any more. They only let you have so much, you know. So I have been, you know, using other methods. So here we are. Our phone number, why don't you call? Let me know how you're doing. 888-663-6386. And the email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. What do you think about Sean in Seattle's idea to put all of the audios on a thumb drive? Amazing amount of information. Whoa. And selling that. You think people would buy that? Would you buy that? I'm sure it'd be easy enough to do. Well, you'd have to hire somebody to do it, right? We could probably get them from the server, hire some geek to do it. I don't know. Would people buy that? Pay for that? It's a lot of, I mean, it's some great stuff since 2008. Oh, all of Andrew Goss's stuff, all of the different people we interviewed. It'd be like going to, be like getting a doctorate in nutrition, for one, a doctorate in in um, in monetary history or m- money from Andrew Goss, and then all the other stuff. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, 